This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from T-Mobile Park in Seattle where the Guardians are taking on the Seattle Mariners this weekend. Two more games to go on this road swing here in Seattle as they'll play Saturday night at 10-10 and Sunday afternoon at 4-10. And then it's back home to open up a new homestand Tuesday night against the Baltimore Orioles. Coming up on this week's show, we will hear from pitcher Tristan McKenzie second baseman Andres Jimenez, and relief pitcher Nick Sandlin, as well as an update on the farm system, AAA Columbus will be the subject this week with Rob Serfolio, the director of player development for the Guardians. But first, a look back at our week in review, and it begins with the road trip opener Tuesday night in San Diego against a very good Padres ball club. First time since 2005 that the Guardians paid a visit to San Diego. And they struck first with Oscar Gonzalez batting in the second inning. The pitch, Gonzalez swings, ropes one deep left field, gone! A line drive homer about two rows into the left field seating section. And Oscar Gonzalez has his fourth home run of the year. It looked like he was out on his front foot and he just hooked a laser into the seats in left field and he got a breaking ball and maybe was fooled initially but that curveball didn't stay in the park long and Gonzalez with his fourth home run puts Cleveland up one to nothing here in inning number two in the fifth it was Andres Jimenez to extend the lead the 2-2 swung on and there's a high fly ball deep right field down the line home run Jimenez 2-0 Cleveland a towering blast down the right field line and it stayed fair and Andres Jimenez has hit his 15th home run on the season he continues a stellar season at the plate and defensively. We've already seen that tonight. And he continues to be one of the hottest hitters in baseball in the second half. Then the Padres cut into that lead with a run in the fifth. But in the eighth inning, the Guardians got going once again. 
this time courtesy of Jose Ramirez. The pitch, swung on bank, back up the middle into center, that's a base hit. It'll score Quan. Throw goes to third, the slide, the tag, he's out at third, run scores. Grisham from center field throws out Rosario trying to go first to third, but an RBI single back up the middle by Jose Ramirez as the Padres pitch to Ramirez and they get burned as he has RBI number 100. And boy, is it a big one, folks. And on the mound, more dominant pitching from the Guardians' bullpen with Emmanuel Classe finishing it up in the ninth. Classe's ready. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Classe with his 23rd consecutive save. And the Guardians, with their biggest lead of the season, have beaten the Padres 3-1 to take a three-game lead over Minnesota. So the final again tonight, it was Cleveland 3 and San Diego 1. So a nice way to start the road swing for Cleveland. They kept it going Wednesday afternoon with a resounding 7-0 victory over the Padres. Quick start thanks to Jose Ramirez in the first inning. Now the wind and the 0-2. Swung in and hammered. High and deep to left. Away, back, and gone. And Jose Ramirez has hit number 24. Well, Blake Snell got ahead in the count. And Jose Ramirez hammered a fastball into the seats and left. And the Guardians, who hit a couple of solo blasts last night, have a 1-0 lead here in inning number one. And for Jose Ramirez, that is home run number 24. That is RBI number 101. And he absolutely smoked an 0-2 fastball into the seats and left. Next at bat for Ramirez came in the fourth inning, and he struck again. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep left center field. Way back. Home run, Jose Ramirez. He's done it again, and it's 2-0 Guardians. Jose Ramirez 2, San Diego nothing. 25 home runs on the season now for Ramirez. Now Jose, back-to-back at-bats, has a two-homer game. And the very next hitter was Oscar Gonzalez. Here's the 1-2. Swung on, and that's hammered. High and deep to left. Forget it. Home run, Gonzalez. Into the Western Metal Supply Company building. That's down that left field line. Look out in there, that was coming in hot. And three solo home runs have given the Guardians a 3-0 lead. Oh man, look out if Gonzalez starts to find the power on a consistent basis. Later on in the fourth inning, Luke Maley drove in another run to make it 4-0, and then Stephen Kwan stretched the lead even further. Here's his pitch to Kwan, and it's a check swing liner, fair ball left field line. On it quickly is Profar. One run is in. Maley will try and score. He does. The throw goes to third. Safe at third. And into second, moving up as well as Quan Drives in two more with a base hit. And it is 6-0 Guardians. 
Meanwhile, on the mound, Cal Quantrill continued to put up zeros against his former ball club. Now the one-two pitch. Swung on, sky ball to right. Fairly deep toward the line. Gonzalez makes the catch, and Cal Quantrill with a dominant performance against the club that made him the eighth overall choice in the entire draft has dominated his former organization through six. Now the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him to chase down and away. Great curveball, and what a way for Quantrill to finish it. Seven innings in the books. Quantrill will be done for the day with seven shutout innings as the Guardians are routing the Padres, and Quantrill coming to the third base dugout, arms extended, just screaming at his teammates. You don't think this means a lot to him in this ball club? Seven zip Cleveland after seven. Brian Shaw followed suit, shutting down the Padres in the eighth inning, and then Angel De Los Santos was on in the ninth to close it out. Now the one-two delivery. Strike three called, ball game. Angel De Los Santos gets Myers looking, and the fans are booing at Petco. Not even perfect weather, sunshine, and the water can keep you happy 24-7. If you're a Padres fan, Cleveland has pitched another shutout. They're eighth. And they blanked the Padres today by a final score of seven to nothing and sweep the two game series. So a promising start to the road swing in San Diego, but it has not transferred up north here in Seattle as a Thursday day game saw the Mariners win it by a score of three to one. Mitch Hanniger's three-run homer in the first inning, the difference, and then Hanniger struck again on Friday night, winning the ball game with an 11th inning RBI single, 3-2, the Mariners, an 11-inning winner on Friday evening. So that's your Week in Review. When we come back, we'll hear from Tristan McKenzie, one of the top starting pitchers in the American League. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play, and it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs, and he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Two to one, Sox seventh inning, two down the pitch. Swing and a miss on a slider. A new career high, 14 strikeouts for Tristan McKenzie. Pounds his fist into his glove, screams as he heads to the third base dugout. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from T-Mobile Ballpark in Seattle where the Guardians and Mariners are meeting in a four-game series this weekend. Tristan McKenzie was the starting pitcher in the series opener on Thursday. And he allowed three runs in the first inning, but then was solid the rest of the way. Unfortunately, was saddled with the loss on Thursday. His prior start, he also gave up a pair of runs in the first inning, and that one against the White Sox last week back in Cleveland. But once he settled in, 
14 strikeouts for a career best. No walks in that game. Just tremendous for McKenzie. And when we caught up with him earlier this week, he talked about giving up some runs early and now at this stage of his career being able to overcome some early struggles to put together a solid effort. Uh, I think I've done a, a much better job this year, better than I have in the past in terms of just not letting stuff spiral out of control, especially like if I have a slow first inning, not letting it turn into a slow second inning or going out there and walking batters in the second inning and, and kind of taxing myself. It's more just understanding that's, that's a part of the game and going out there and sticking to the game plan. Anyone or anything in particular that helped you get to that point where, where you can put some stretches behind you and, and carry on? Uh, I think the biggest thing has been just knowing that I'm not out there alone. I'm not out there trying to fight the whole lineup by myself. I am allowed to let guys put the ball in play because I have eight guys, well, seven guys behind me working hard for me, and then I have a guy behind the plate that's busting his ass behind there. When you have a big strikeout night, what what's working well that leads to that? Uh, I think the biggest thing is throwing a lot of strikes and, and getting ahead of guys and just putting yourself in positions to put them away. Uh, on top of that, I think it was more I was keeping them off balance. They knew that I was going to throw strikes, but once I was ahead, I, I had multiple options at, at hand, and I was kind of using all of them. And you talked before about the sinker or the, the slider-curve combo and how they're different depending on the situation. Explain that. How are you using those that's been really effective this season? Uh, I think it's more about mixing all three of my pitches to, to both lefties and righties and just allowing them to see all three looks because I think my, my fastball is my strength, but I think the curveball plays off of that, and I think the slider plays off of both. Uh, I think being able to throw the, my, my slider off my fastball down the zone and, and throw my, my curveball off my, my fastball down in the zone and up in the zone uh, definitely helps me. Tristan McKenzie joining us, coming off a, a real strong effort his last time out Friday against the White Sox. and. Uh, it was a win over the White Sox, and, and you come into this road swing, a first-place ball club again, and here it is, it's August, and it's getting to be late August, and, and the Guardians are still there. And uh, When you've looked at this season, I know it sounds like there's been so much confidence from the get-go, but when did it start to really develop that you're seeing the wins and you're seeing where you are in the standings? Uh, I think the biggest thing has been consistency, uh, and I think we showed that through the first half. I think coming into the second half, knowing that, we're really close and to being in first place, and we honestly felt like we weren't playing our best baseball, and I think coming into the second half, we just kind of upticked it a little bit and, and came out swinging. And pitching-wise, it seems like each member of the rotation is getting better and stronger as the season goes, and, and how are you feeling at this point in time, maybe compared to some years past? Uh, I mean, I personally feel great right now. I feel it also helps that we're winning baseball games and we're going out there and we're playing the game the right way, and I, I just have a lot of confidence going out there knowing that I'm allowed to have a slow first inning, and the boys are going to pick me up. Uh, I think we're just in a great headspace mentally, uh, especially coming out of coming out of, into the second half. I think we're moving into the end of August with everybody just kind of hitting their groove and hitting their rhythm. And when you look back at the offseason, obviously you do things to make sure that this time of year you're still going strong. Uh, some validation there the way you feel now based on, on what you did this winter? I think it's a culmination of, of work in the offseason as well as a lot of work put in this season. I think it's it's an ever-changing thing and trying to learn your body and, and there's lots of ups and downs in the seasons and lots of variables. I think just talking with the people here even has just helped me majorly this season. Tristan McKenzie, thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you, Rosie. That is Guardian starting pitcher Tristan McKenzie. What a season he has had. And the same could be said for Andres Jimenez, who has been just terrific for Cleveland. He hit a home run in the series opener 
against the Padres earlier on the road trip, and we had a chance to visit with him with uh, translation help from Augie Rivero. And we talked to him about the home run that he hit. It was one of those shots down the line where you weren't sure fair or foul. And, well, Andres Jimenez did everything he could to help keep it fair. I was watching the ball the whole way, and uh, I was trying to keep the ball fair with my body. <laughs> but um, he kept, I keep I keep the, the ball fair, and he went a homer, so I have the team. And, you know, you look at, at your approach, and I know you've worked really hard not to chase some pitches outside the zone, but you've maintained your power. And, and how have you managed to do that? Because sometimes it's hard to be able to do both. Uh, yeah, basically staying my approach, stay consistent with it, uh, try to get a good pitch to hit, and the homer just going to happen when I did the process right. So just trying to get a good pitch to hit, try to put the, the, put the, the barrel on the ball and, you know, let the ball fly. Everyone says the Guardians are a contact team. They put the ball in play. But last night, a little bit different with, with a couple of home runs. Why is that important every once in a while to be able to win a game like that? Uh, it says a lot about our team, uh, about our team, because uh, show the people different ways that we can win a ball game. And uh, yesterday was an unusual game. Uh, we, we won four homers. And, uh, you know, that, that's the most important, you know, trying to find the ways to win a ball games. And, uh, you know, the bullpen did a tremendous job last night, so. And good defense always a part of it, too. You had a, a couple of really nice plays, especially early on. How much enjoyment do you get out of, of these great defensive plays that you seem to make on a regular basis? I, I enjoy it a lot, man. I, I love play defense. I love being there, you know, the, helping the team, helping the pitcher, giving them the chance to, you know, go there and do a tremendous job. Uh, I just love play defense. Man. Andres, uh, since the All-Star game, you, you've even raised your game to a higher level, it seems like. And uh, what did that time in Los Angeles during the All-Star game do for you? And, and has it helped you in this second half of the season in certain ways? Yeah, I think it's a combination of the satisfaction and the motivation of being there. Because, you know, obviously, and also giving more time for the work that I put in to show up the results. So obviously, when you see those things and you're around those type of players, it makes that motivation to keep even stronger, to keep playing the game the way have we play, and also finding the ways how I can help the team and just like that type of player and, and be that type of player that I always wanted to be. Andres, you're a big part of it. Thanks a lot for coming by. No, thank you, sir, for the interview. Thanks, Augie. Thank you, guys. What a year for Jimenez, and uh, really has broken through to be one of the top second basemen in the American League. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk relief pitching with Nick Sandlin, who's been part of a terrific Guardians bullpen. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Nick Sandlin out of Southern Miss. A check of first. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Got him to chase a fastball way outside. Stanton strikes out, and the Cleveland bullpen continues to shine. What a ball game. What a series. And we still have two more to go. Playoff like baseball. The 1 2 delivery. Swing and a miss. Struck him out with a wicked slider. What a job by Sandlin. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Seattle, where the Guardians are taking on the Mariners this weekend in a four game series. Game three. Saturday night at 10-10 first pitch and the series and road trip finale Sunday afternoon at 4-10. Nick Sandlin has been part of a bullpen that continues to put up zeros and uh, it was an unearned run on Friday night that allowed the winning run to score in the extra inning win for the Mariners, but it was more good relief pitching by the Guardians as they had three scoreless innings if you don't count earned runs and part of that has been Nick Sandlin he's been just terrific and was good again on Friday night working out of a jam and he has talked about when we had a chance to visit with him some of the keys that have allowed him to get on this nice roll of late. Um, mostly just getting ahead of hitters kind of being aggressive and uh, attacking them and putting myself in counts to uh, you know put guys away and hopefully just kind of make quick work of the innings and pass it on to the next guy. You make it sound really simple right there, <laughs> but I know, I know at times it, it can be a challenge. And if you had to go to the minor leagues for a little bit, about a two-week stretch at AAA, what happened down there that allowed you to come back and, and have good success? Uh, yeah, you know, it was kind of just like a, a reset for me in a way, and uh, worked with the the coaches down there, Rigo and Cody, the pitching pitching staff, and. We kind of just, uh, you know, made a couple of mechanical changes and tried to get back to kind of where I was last year. And we kind of, they kind of spotted the differences for me and just um, been trying to stick with, you know, the changes I made there and bring them here. And it's, uh, it's been a lot better. I'm sure you would have loved to have been able to do that up here, but is it easier sometimes to, to go in, in that setting and, and try and get some things done? Uh, yeah, I think so. Just because you kind of, you can kind of know when you're going to pitch and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, obviously the games matter, but, um, you know, you can kind of focus on what you need to do to make make changes at times. But, um, yeah, it was – I think it was, uh, you know, a decent reset just to kind of, uh, you know, find where, where I needed to be and, and uh, you know, work on, work on some things there. So you come back here, and, and was there a game or, or a moment in a game where you said, aha, that's – that's the Nick Sandlin that, that I can be and, and that you're back to, to where you were at certain points a year ago? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, kind of I found it there kind of in that second week when we started doing some stuff in Columbus. And I think, like, the, the, first, the first day we had a meeting and then uh, that day I pitched that night and I was just like, that's it right there. So um, 
just it's kind of helped a lot with the command and just being able to make pitches and put the ball where I want and um, you know and then just go from there. Nick Sandlin joining us. He's part of, of what's been a really good Guardians bullpen, uh, especially the last month or so. Uh, some great stretches by by a lot of pitchers down there. And, and what are you seeing from from your teammates as you go through a good stretch? Some others are, are doing the same thing. Yeah, they've uh, <coughs> we've had a lot of guys be, like put together really good years, and um, you know just to see the guys kind of on you know on the back end with Classe and Stefan and Karen Check just be so dominant and um, you know some of us just kind of trying to fill in you know to kind of pass the ball to them and at certain times but um, yeah you know we just try to stay ready and be as consistent as possible but yeah it's been fun to you know see uh, all my teammates you know uh, have success. And, and your role seems to you can go anywhere it seems like and, and I know Terry Francona mentioned the other night after the game uh, he sees you as a weapon in certain spots, and you come in Tuesday night uh, fairly early. Uh, how challenging is it to, to make sure you're ready no matter what and no matter when in the game? Uh, it's kind of just become the norm just to stay ready, you know, at all times. It's been – I've thrown in different parts of the game, yeah, like you said, all year. Um, you know, it's been a little up and down year, so I've thrown in, I don't know, 10th inning of tie games and then third inning of certain games. So, you know, just whenever I get my opportunity to, to go out there and – you know, get outs, just the same same mindset, you know, uh, whatever inning it is. Team-wise, team's in first place and, and the, the lead has grown. Uh, it just seems like the confidence is, is off the charts, whether it's the bullpen, the starters, or position players. And are you seeing that on a day-to-day -day basis now? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we're looking just to, to keep it rolling. Uh, you know, every, every aspect of the team seems to, you know, kind of be clicking right now. And, you know, it's fun watching Watching the position players for sure. They play they play a good brand of baseball and play really hard. And uh, there's a lot of energy in the clubhouse. And hopefully we can you know keep it rolling and get this thing in a good spot into September. Yeah, Nick, I know you've been a big key to that. Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. All right, thank you, Jim. That's relief pitcher Nick Sandlin, part of an outstanding Guardians bullpen. Stay with us when we come back. We'll find out what's going on in the minor league system with Rob Serfolio. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, it only takes 15 pounds of pressure to break a window. Something you probably do know, your neighbor practices chipping in the backyard. Something you probably don't know, a golf ball through your window would also take out your TV. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. It's our final segment from Seattle. Jim Rosenhaus along with you this weekend, and we can tell you that there's a lot of ways to listen to our show each week, including on the radio network. Also, as a podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcasts or go to cleguardians.com, you can find it there, along with all the archived editions as well. Rob Serfolio is the Guardians Director of Player Development, and each week he stops by to talk farm system. And he's been with the Columbus Clippers this week on their road trip to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Ball Club, the Blue Jays AAA team. And uh, we talked about different players and pitchers, and we start on the position player side of things. Recently promoted infielder Brian Rocchio is off to a nice start at the AAA level. And 
Rob speaks to some of the things that led to his promotion from AA as well as his strong start with the Clippers. Yeah, obviously we're talking about a really talented young middle infielder here. So he Roke brings a lot of just that ability to the table on his own. And and this is a challenge for him. I mean, again, he, he was, like we talked about early in the year, one of the younger guys in AA and now really on the younger end here in AAA. And what a great opportunity and challenge for him to now face some guys that have some major league experience. You know, I think that's one of the unique things about AAA is the other levels tend to be more prospect oriented. And that's the case with AAA too, but you have a lot of guys that have legitimate major league experience, both on the position player side and the pitcher side of things. And so just allowing him to get that opportunity versus some veteran players that, that have learned a ton from their experiences at the highest level. And, and we're really excited to, for Rokio to, to still be on the really young end, but, but step up to, to those challenges. And, you know, he's been playing incredible defense like he always does for us up the middle. And um, I think we're, we're really excited about, you know, his progression and just how he's continuing to mature as a professional. And now giving him that opportunity in, in AAA to kind of continue to stress test a lot of the things that he's learned so far this year in AA for some some older players and in a challenging environment here in AAA. So it's uh, it's been fun to, to kind of watch him in his first couple of days, you know, get get used to the clubhouse and used to the new coaching staff. So, um, you know, obviously a really talented player that, that can do some great things for us. Similar situation for another young position player in outfielder, George Valera, who, who had a recent call-up and, and is very young for that league? That's correct, yeah. You know, very similar thought process for Georgie. So a guy that spent all year for us in AA, and we thought it was the right opportunity to, to kind of give him that challenge offensively. Again, like we talked about, versus some, some guys that, that have some real major league experience. And I think this jump from AA to AAA, especially over the last couple of years where, you know, we've had some contraction within the minor leagues. Each team lost a short season squad over the last two years. And that jump from AAA or AA to AAA has become really challenging just because of the types of players and the major league experience and the bounce back guys that are unique to this environment. And so George now having an opportunity to, to really learn firsthand what he's going to face when he gets to the big league. So it's been really cool to see him get that opportunity just as Rokio has. And how about Will Brennan? He's had such a strong year statistically wherever he has been, and, and now a lot of it has been at, at the AAA level. Uh, what have you seen from him from, from start to finish, and especially in this spot where there have been other outfielders who've had a, a major league opportunity, and, and he has continued to, to grind away and put together the season that he has? Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think, you know, a guy just looking at where he came from last year, started in in high A for us, got to double A kind of middle of the year. And so really this this year is his first taste at upper level competition. And the length of the double A, triple A schedule is a little bit longer than that of A ball. And so he's really getting tested physically, mentally, um, by just the challenges of, of a longer season for the first time. And and, and like we've talked about with him in the past, like he's such a great worker and brings, you know, just a, a great attitude to the, to the ballpark every day. And I think that's been a real test for him to continue to maintain that throughout the course of the season in a longer year while still trying to work on the things that he's getting better. 
um, that are going to prepare him to be a major league option for us. And and we've talked about that with him. Obviously, there's some 40-man aspects that, that go into who comes up and, and who doesn't. And so really what we try and do with our players is just direct them towards whenever that opportunity comes about making sure that we're using all of our reps to help prepare them for that. Sometimes those things are out of our control, um, but helping the player just understand the bigger picture to the best of our ability and make sure they're focused on the things that when they do get that opportunity will really help them. And, and I think that's one of the great things about Will is, is he, he's able to do that and just has a, a good understanding of, of some of the bigger picture items. Rob Serfolio is joining us. He's the Guardians Director of Player Development, and we're talking AAA Columbus. Uh, just a couple of quick ones on on some other position players. Gabriel Arias, we, I, I think we've seen him at first base, the outfield, and and there's a guy who was a shortstop, middle infield type. Uh, how's he doing with with trying to become more versatile? It's been really cool to see. <laughs> and obviously playing him in, in the outfield at first base, we know what he can do as a shortstop and, and up the middle on the dirt. and And like we just talked about with, with Brennan, you know, trying to give guys as many opportunities to get to the major league club. And, and that's exactly what we're doing here with Gabby. And, and, you know, he had some injuries early in the year. So part of you know his return to trip, the AAA was, was getting him healthy and, and back on a normal playing time schedule. And then once we kind of crossed that bar, like I said, we, we want to give these guys as, as many routes as possible to go impact our major league team and, and help contribute to that winning environment up there. And so that's been some of the thought with just getting him some additional exposure. And he's a, a tremendous athlete can really throw the baseball on the defensive side of things. So it's been cool to watch his athleticism translate while trying to learn some of just the tactical aspects of where to go and backing up bases and learning some of the footwork at, at first base, I think just speaks to, to his athleticism and willingness to, to move off a position where he's a pretty pretty impressive defender at shortstop. So credit to him just being open-minded and, and our AAA staff of, of really working with him and explaining why we're doing this so that he can you know have an opportunity to be a big leaguer. Obviously, uh, the younger players, they're on the way up and, and trying to get to the major leagues most for the first time. Uh, a player who was in the big leagues, had some success at times, but is now back at AAA is Nolan Jones. And uh, how's he handling that? And are you trying him out at, at some different spots, even in addition to the outfield where he performed up here? Yeah, so it, it's – and this is, again, something some of the bigger picture stuff we try and talk about with our players. We, we use Jose's example with, with Nolan of you – know, if you remember back to, to Jose's first couple of years as, as a major leaguer, I think he was optioned twice. And so it's really difficult to make it up to the big leagues and stick and never come back. And so – we've used that context with players like Nolan and others that have kind of come up and down this year, just to, to note like the continued development process. And we obviously want Nolan to play and play frequently and, and, and triple a, we have an opportunity for him to do that, to continue working on the things that, that he already possesses as skills of his, but also that when he gets that second opportunity, he's ready to go in there and help. And so, you know, that's some of the conversation that we have with these guys as they come back and forth. And, and to Nolan's credit, he's showed up with a great attitude and um, it's really easy to, to kind of be salty about, you know, about your situation when you come back down to the minor leagues. But so far he's come in with a tremendous mindset and, and really working with Jason Esposito and in our group on the defensive side here to, to your point, Rosie obviously played mostly outfield and he's in the big leagues, but 
former third baseman that's played some first base for us in the past. And, and similar to Gabby, we're trying to make sure he has the versatility that if an opportunity pops up, he's ready for it. Switching to the mound, Cody Morris is a name that, that uh, actually Terry Francona had talked about recently. I'm sure under the radar because he was coming back from injury, uh, missed a lot of spring training, but it sounds like he is really coming on here down the stretch. And what are you seeing from him? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up his name because, you know, I think this is a guy that I hope our fans have an opportunity to to see here in the next year or so. And um, a lot of that plays into just his his early season injury around spring training. So he's just now getting back in the swing of things. And and again, similar to the guys that we talked about on the position player side, we've used him in various different roles because we just don't know what that opportunity might be and, and when it might pop up at the big league level. So he's been a starter throughout his career. If you've been tracking some of the box scores lately, we've been giving him some shorter outings just in case a relief opportunity was, is to come up. And I think just one of the the awesome things about Cody is he's an incredible competitor and his stuff is is pretty impressive. Uh, so anytime he goes out on the mound, just because of the the pure arsenal that he possesses, he gives us a really good chance. And and I'm hopeful that that fans will have an opportunity to see him, you know, toe, toe the big league rubber here in the next year or, or two. But uh, a guy that really just brings some some plus velocity can really spin the baseball with some with some plus secondary pitches, and and he's going to go out there and battle. So um, yeah, I think a, a great name for for people to have on their radar. And uh, one last pitcher out of that bullpen is Tim Heron. And uh, I know you you love the good stories, and, and this is a guy who was a career starter, but it sounds like he has embraced uh, that bullpen life and, and really has shown some good things as a reliever. He certainly has. And, you know, a, a later round pick out of college, like as you said, was a, was a starter in, in school. And, and now he's pitching in shorter innings. And, and again, just a guy that I think um, – is a, is a great story of just every rep um, being geared towards that long-term development story and just his velocity, his secondary stuff, pretty much any way you, you slice it has just continued to get better. And, and again, I think that's a, a huge credit to our coaching staff and our pitching group and, and obviously Tim as well for just having that buy-in towards the development process. And, and he's had a, a really impressive year starting at double-A and now continuing that here at the highest level in the minor leagues at AAA. And I know the the staff here really trusts putting them in the game and leverage situations just by the way he attacks hitters and, and the quality of his stuff. You know, anytime you have a big, strong lefty that's throwing heaters in the upper 90s with good secondary, that's a good starting point. But he's really just figured out what it is to, to be a reliever and, and how to adjust to those leverage situations. So I think another guy that – is a, is a good kind of maybe further off the radar, but great name for, for the fans to kind of have in mind. Well, it's an exciting time at the big league level for sure, and, and it's even more exciting at the minor league level as the prospects just continue to come. And Rob, always a pleasure to have you on. We'll catch up with you again soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Rosie. I appreciate it. That's Rob Serfolio, the Director of Player Development for the Cleveland Guardians, and that's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week from back home when the Guardians take on the Mariners uh, next weekend at Progressive Field. Until then, thanks as always to Brian Matze for all of his help putting together our show each week. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. 
Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.